Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. So you're building a business, right? For anybody who's here and they're like, what are we talking about? We're talking about building coaching businesses. And so what I'm constantly thinking about is, how do I help you in your journey to building your coaching business? Now, there are some like things I assume when you come and listen to this podcast, right? I'm assuming that you have made some decisions for your business, right? You've decided what you offer, where you meet new people. Sometimes people call that marketing. And based on your offer that you have direction on what you're going to create content and talk about, I'm assuming that you believe that you're a coach and that you know how to help people and that you are an expert at something and that's what you do, right? So those are the assumptions when we come into this content. And I say that because what I'm going to talk to you about today is a method, a strategy uh, for managing your mind while you're doing your business. And if you just listen to this episode and you're like, wait a minute, how does this help me build my coaching business? It's it's going to seem kind of disconnected. But when you've made those decisions and you're in it, because <laughs> everything we're going to talk about, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, your mind has probably forgotten that this is an everybody thing. And what I'm here for, right? I'm not just your business coach. I'm also your mindset coach. Because what it takes to build a business that can grow beyond what your time and effort can create, it requires your mind to change, right? Our current mind has its current skill set, its current beliefs, its current abilities. And in order to create a future that doesn't exist yet, to create a dollar amount, a type of business, a structure of business, we change our minds, right? We change our thoughts. We change the way we think about very basic things. And so in today's episode, what I want to talk to you about is this idea of thinking fewer thoughts, when a coach is into mindset, right? So if you're a mindset coach, for example, I know some of you, if you're other kinds of coaches, that actually kind of benefits you sometimes, right? It's like if you're a health coach, if you're a weight coach, if you're, and, and you haven't necessarily studied and have the tools for mindset, sometimes that actually benefits you because you stay in action. You stay focused on, okay, great. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? Whereas sometimes with mindset coaches who have those tools to help their clients change their minds, to change how they think, to create new results, what I find is that they sometimes get lost and start thinking too many thoughts. And they start thinking really strange thoughts like, I know it's my thoughts, which interestingly enough, that one single thought actually isn't that helpful. It's almost like you ram yourself into a closed door because your brain doesn't figure out what's actually helpful after that thought, right? It doesn't identify what the specific thoughts are. Your brain's just like, yep, it's my thoughts. <laughs> and then it feels overwhelmed and it feels like it's too big. 
So I want to invite you to this idea of thinking fewer thoughts. And I'm going to I'm going to walk you through five specific areas of in your in your business that every coach is going to experience. And I'm going to give you some thoughts that you might be able to believe. Now, if you can't believe these, if you're like, that does not feel believable, I don't want you to write this thought down and try to think it. In order to change your thoughts, you have to be willing to believe the thought. There are no good or better thoughts. There's just the ones you're able to access and that feel good in your body, that feel believable, right? Your body's not rejecting it and your mind's not rejecting it. And so that's always what you're searching for for you. Now, sometimes you're going to get lucky and someone else is going to think like they're going to tell you a thought. You're going to realize it's a thought and you're going to be like, yep, that one's for me. Writing it down, brainwashing myself. It's mine forever. I actually felt that way about the thought I'm magnetic. I heard someone say that once and I was like, magnetic. I was like, yeah. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, I could believe that about myself. And I watched how my mind shifted and changed and how I felt changed and how I like approached things when I was thinking I'm magnetic. And I just remember thinking, yep, that one's for me. And I'm not saying I like think it all the time, but every once in a while, right? I just happened to remember it. I actually remembered it today. And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) So you might be able to leave these thoughts. You might be able to just write them down and be like, yep, that one's for me. But no matter what, I'm going to give you five categories that every coach experiences. And you're going to build, you're going to develop a single one or two (laughs) thoughts that you believe that when your mind starts to think too many thoughts, you're going to just bring it back to this thought. So let me tell you what this looks like process-wise, right? I like step-by-step. Don't leave me hanging. Don't make it vague. Don't make me try and figure something out, right? Let me tell you exactly what this looks like. So when we think about this idea of thinking too much, how you're going to know you do it is because your mind doesn't feel calm. In fact, it probably feels like it's racing, It's really interesting because when we move our bodies quickly, I actually shake my legs. So I've I've done it since I was in middle school. And so sometimes if I feel anxious, I have to purposely like calm my whole body, which means I'm calming my thoughts, but I'm also calming my actual body so that I don't make myself more anxious. But it's the same thing with your mind. Like when your mind runs, there is this sense of like tiredness that happens with your mind. And I don't know. I don't know if everybody experiences this, but I do. It's like, I kind of feel it in my head even. So it's not in my body anywhere, but it's almost like my head feels tired. So when you're thinking too much, your your thoughts are not going to feel calm. You're going to have this sense of like fast sporadicness, like a lot is going on because a lot's going on in your head. Your body's probably not going to feel that calm. And when this happens, right, that's actually an optional space to be because another place you can be is in a very slow, intentional, one 
I don't, I'm not saying it's one thought at a time, but it's managing the body experience of calm, which actually slows down then the, the brain experience. So your thoughts actually almost become slower and you kind of watch them differently. You can even hear it in my voice as I say it on this podcast, right? When I'm talking about the fastness, like my voice speeds up even versus when I access that calm, slow, it's like, oh, I watch my voice slow down too. So thinking fewer thoughts, the very first step is just realizing, ah, oh, I'm thinking a lot of thoughts, And with that realization, you're now going to have access to find an area and do it, right? To do this method I'm going to talk you through. So you have this one area. You're going to pick an area. Now, what I like about how we coach ourselves. Now, again, I don't know if you, the listener here, have tools to coach your brain. I was taught these tools I know a lot of you maybe have been taught these tools, but others of you haven't. And so what I'm talking about are tools that we can use. It's a very tangible set of like tools and methods that you plug in your mind or you watch your mind so that you can work through it, so that you can process it, so you can separate yourself from it. Um, This is actually something that I teach inside of my program in Unconventional Business School. So if you are running a business, you're building a business and you aren't, you don't have these tools come inside. Let me teach them to you. It will change. I'm going to say it's going to change everything, but like it's really actually going to change everything. It's going to change your marriage. It's going to change how you feel. It's going to change how you parent and you're going to watch your business change. So come learn those tools. It's totally worth it. So the the next thing, right, is like we're going to find that one area. How you're going to find that area that you want to calm your mind in is because you're going to be looking at your mind on paper already as you're doing your self-coaching and you're just like I like to scan my mind it's just kind of this general this morning when I was writing it down I was just kind of this scan like what is on my mind that I just need to like take out and look at it wasn't there was anything necessarily like like bothering me right there wasn't any even intense negative emotion I think what I looked at when I looked at the two things I wrote down there was just kind of a little like I don't even know if this is a word but like niggling (laughs) (laughs) like this sense of like it's on my mind I have a general sense of unease about it and right it's like it's something my mind is just kind of holding on to is like this thing happening and so I for me I wrote that one area down and I was like okay great this is the one area and for me when I saw what that was in my mind it actually helped me to access a thought I had already built So notice how it's like writing your thoughts down. You're going to get to then have quicker access to these five areas that we talked about. And there might be more and you'll like figure those out as you go. But these five areas will make it a really simple point where it's like once you've developed these thoughts, everything you kind of pull out of your mind sometimes you'll be like, oh, I actually already have a thought for that. I don't have to keep creating a bunch of thoughts. I have a solid set of thoughts that I just keep coming back to. So you're going to find a single area. You're going to ask yourself just what's on my mind? What's floating around in there? What do I have a general sense of unease about? Or what am I worrying about? What am I uncertain about? And you're going to focus in on that area, right? We're going to create fewer thoughts, do less thinking in a very specific area. Next, again, these are self-coaching tools. So if you don't have them, that's okay. You're going to come in. You're going to join my program. I'm going to teach them to you. 
but you're going to you're going to identify this area in terms of a neutral circumstance. What this means is it's not going to have judgment, assumptions, details. You're going to take all of that out and you're just going to find the, the actual neutralness of what's happening. You're also in that space going to separate yourself and remember that you have thoughts, that your thoughts aren't true or false, that they're just there creating results. Every single one of them is optional and you keep them based on do they create the results you want. Now hear that, that line of thinking, some of you have to train into your mind. Our brains come knowing how to work, right? It, our brains function, they keep us alive, they stop us from touching hot stoves, they run all the stuff that keeps us blinking and running our minds and our bodies, but they also keep us safe by keeping us the same. And our brains don't come with a manual that says, you have thoughts. What you think is optional. It's not true or false, although you will think it is because you will feel a feeling and your mind will think, because I feel this way, it must be true. And so you build the skill of looking at thoughts and deciding if you keep it based on the result it creates. And there's like, you can just get rid of thoughts. You can just choose to stop thinking them. So area thing number one is you're going to identify an area. Step number two, you're going to create this awareness of the area, right? What's the, what's the circumstance? You're going to create separation. What are the thoughts I'm thinking on default? Creating that separation of like, these aren't true or false. I'm just thinking some. Then you're going to identify another thought that you also believe. So often people think that they need to jump from opposites, right? If they're thinking panicky thoughts and they're like, oh my gosh, um, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I need a plan. I'm not doing enough. Let's just go with the, I'm not doing enough. They think that in order to they create a different result, they need to switch to the opposite, I'm doing everything I need to be doing. This is going excellently. <laughs> now, I know you guys are doing this, right? You like see that you're in this space. You might even call it being negative. And you're like, I need to be positive. And so you like switch to a the hunt, a 180, right? It's the complete opposite. But that's not what we're trying to do here. Instead, right, it's one thought you also believe. You have this area. It's not even necessarily like a super positive. Really, it's like the more neutral it is, sometimes the easier it is to access. This is all going to make sense when we get into our examples. So let me just summarize these steps, right? Well, there was a fourth one, but I'll tell it to you in the summary. Number one, you're going to identify an area. Number two, you're going to create awareness of that circumstance. You're going to realize, like you're going to write down on paper the thoughts you're having in that area, just on default. You're going to create that separation. Next, you're going to identify a thought you also believe about that circumstance. And then step four, every time your mind wants you to think those old thoughts, you're just going to gently remind it of the thought you are holding and believing. Just one thought, right? So see where the thinking less comes in is in step two, we identify how maybe you had like three or four anxious thoughts. And you're going to be like, yep, those are there. It's not a problem. I see why my mind is thinking them. 
And this is what I can also believe, right? So it's like we take out those three or four anxious thoughts or worried or unsure and we add in this other thought where maybe you're just feeling very calm or focused or, right? Like it's, it's just a very neutral space as opposed to super positive. Okay, so now let me share with you these five areas. You've got this process down because I, I told you, right? I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Here's some areas. First area, circumstance. A new client who hasn't paid yet. Now, remember, I told you all of you in your business are going to experience this. Everybody experiences doing a consult, the person saying yes, and then there's that space between the yes and the payment. That space is where you're going to think this thought. Now, notice when I even tell you about this circumstance, about this space, you might be able to access like, oh, what was I thinking? And that might give you access to a thought maybe you were worrying about or feeling unsure or uncertain or nervous or right, any sense. And it's like, hear how it's like, how do we make our business so much easier? We take out all those thoughts. We realize how we're creating that extra emotion and we just take it out. And it's not to say it's not gonna come back, but it's like when you see it, you're like, Oh no, I remember. This is what I'm thinking in this in-between space. This is a normal space. Every coach experiences it. Here's what I also believe. That could actually be its own thought right there. (laughs) This is a normal thing. Every coach experiences. Here's what I also believe. And then followed by your next thought, right? So that could be a thought. Here's the thought I developed for this space. We have a call scheduled for fill in the blank. She either comes or she doesn't. So notice I'm not even thinking about the payment. I'm not thinking about the money, even though that was the circumstance. New client hasn't paid yet. Instead, and this kind of goes back to the process, right? When I do a consult, at the end of it, if they say yes, we schedule a time for our first call. And that then leans on this thought. So in my mind, I don't have to think about money. I don't have to think about what she's doing or not doing. I'm holding my mind with the data, the information. We have a call scheduled for Thursday at two o'clock. She either comes or she doesn't. And then you like create that pause at the end of each one, create that space with nothingness. We have a call scheduled for Thursday at 2 p.m long pause, space. You feel that space, right? You give yourself that feeling of space. She either comes or she doesn't, right? And you give yourself that space afterwards, that calm. And there's kind of another thought in here, right? Where my mind, like you might ask this question, but if you do, your mind just might need the answer. My mind already knows it, but it's like, it's just there. I don't have to think it. And the thought is like, if she comes to the call and hasn't paid yet, I'll just ask her about it. (laughs) You hear how like simple and like non-problemant that is and like obvious. You're like, that would make sense. Yeah, that's what I would do. (laughs) Because in in this space of the circumstance, new client who hasn't paid yet, the alternative is that you worry. 
you wonder, you think maybe I've done something wrong. You second guess everything you've ever said or done. (laughs) You feel all these feelings. And if you think about how that actually works against you is now your mind is being consumed. You are filling your mind with thoughts about this circumstance, right? This thing that's done instead of keeping your mind like it's like just gentle belief this is just gentle belief right we have a call scheduled she either comes or she doesn't you are focusing your mind but then it's giving you space and emotional comfort and experience to then focus your mind forward what are you going to write and create next how are you going to speak to your people what's that going to look like right like it gives you space for all of that the second area is right before a consult. Every coach building a business, if you're running one-on-one, you're gonna do calls where you talk to people and find out if it's a good fit. So that's the consult, and I'm talking about the space right before a consult. Now, some of you guys have some really strange thoughts here, so I would definitely write them down. (laughs) When I coach people, I sometimes coach in my coach's program and she like teaches a consult process, and so I get to hear a lot of thoughts about consults. And Sometimes my thought about their thoughts are like, that's a very strange thought. (laughs) So here's what I always tell them when I hear it. You have to be careful that you're not thinking a thought about someone else. So what I hear sometimes is, she's definitely going to hire me. And why that, or some effect like that, right? Like, and why that doesn't work is, is like, you have no idea what she's going to do. You don't know the future. You have no idea what someone else is going to do. And so when you try and create those like positive thoughts, but they're focused on what someone else does or thinks or feels, you're actually creating a sense of unease inside of your own mind. I feel so calm in my mind because I'm only thinking about what I'm in control of, right? I was thinking, if we look at the last thought, we have a call scheduled. She either comes or she doesn't, right? My only thought about her is that there are only two choices. There are more choices, obviously, but I just don't need to give my brain any of those thoughts. So when you're thinking these thoughts, make sure they're not about someone else's thoughts or feelings, unless you're just like, right, it's very broad. They come or they don't. And then you want to like, so that would say, I would say that's the number one strangest thing people do. And then that creates this unease for yourself. So here are two thoughts that I like to think right before a consult. Thought number one, I look forward to seeing how this goes. Now, this is actually a really long thought. So even though I'm pausing, I actually put commas here. That's why myself and I think it's one thought, (laughs) but it's probably multiple. I look forward to seeing how this goes, right? Think about that. There's a consult. What am I thinking? I'm thinking I look forward to seeing how this goes because I don't know how it goes. And I'm just being really honest with myself. And I do have a sense of eagerness about it. I look forward to seeing how it goes. Meeting a new person, hearing their mind, and seeing if working together is a good fit. Oh, let me read that whole sentence. Sorry. I look forward to seeing how this goes. Meeting a new person, hearing their mind, and seeing if working together is a good fit. Because I actually enjoy all those things, right? I like finding out how it's going to go. I like meeting a new person. I like hearing their mind, especially, right? It's all in business. I'm not hearing anybody's mind on other stuff. And I like finding out if it's a good fit to work together. So I genuinely enjoy that. 
So I'm going to be able to think that thought and enjoy the process of a consult no matter what the outcome is. And so I think this very simple thought, I look forward to seeing how this goes. Meeting a new person, hearing their mind, and seeing if working together is a good fit. That type of thought sets me up to then go into a call, have a very calm mind that remembers what I do, remembers what my role is there, and then navigates the process I have for those consults. Another thought that I think here is, my job is to stand apart from the story their mind is believing and to hold the vision of what she wants to create, right? With belief that she can create it. And that's just like, like I think that thought before I go into a call because I want it to direct my mind on what my job on that call is. Because you can think like, oh, it's my job to do this, this, and this, and this. It's like, no, no, I have a process. I'm going to follow the process. Again, if you need a process, I actually have a document inside of an unconventional business school where I just, it's a PDF. I take you through. Here are two ways you could do this. Pick the one you prefer. Try them both. Try one, whatever. But you're going to follow the process, but you want to remind your brain. So notice how I'm thinking a thought that reminds me of my job. My job is to hear their mind, right? Hear their thoughts apart from their drama, apart from the story their mind tells them in relation to the goal they want while believing that they can have it. And I have so much proof and evidence for what's possible that, I mean, when I hear someone's stuff, it's like, it's so clear to me. And, and that's the great thing too, is like when that's clear to you, that's how you know it's a good fit. That's one of the ways. It's because you're like, yeah, I could see their thoughts apart from their vision. I could see how their story is making this harder for them. They can totally do this. That's part of how you know, like I could definitely help them. So you're going to create these simple thoughts that help you go into a consult. And again, they're only going to be about you. They're only going to be about, right? They're mostly just about you. But they could be about another person as long as they're not you knowing ahead of time what they're going to do, think, or feel. You're not trying to make thoughts about that. Another area you're going to want to develop thinking is after a consult that says yes. Now, this is kind of similar to consult says yes but hasn't paid yet. But it might just be a little different, right? So it's like that thought might be, she's amazing. So notice, right? You just get off a consult. They were a yes. What if you just have a simple thought like, she's amazing. And when I think that thought, it's like I have this feeling of love. I have this feeling of appreciation, right? Like I appreciate that this person even booked a call. They wanted to come and talk to me. Like that's cool, you guys. Right? I mean, I know you might listen to my voice and you might create this sense of like, she's really cool. But on my end, it's like, it's actually very cool for people to be like, it's, it's an honor to get to come alongside their business with them, to be trusted to hear their mind, to get to be that expert partner in their business, because I know they have choices. And so it's like, I feel this sense of love and appreciation for her for her business, for what she wants, for her like desire for me to possibly help her with it, for that vision she has. And it's like everybody I talk to has something they want to do with their business, something they want to do with their life. And it's like, I like that. So for me, it's a really simple thought, like maybe she's like, she's amazing. 
But notice how it could be so many ways that you think when you say that. Another thought you might think after a consult would be, this will be really fun to coach. And I hope you're thinking that, right? If you get off a consult and they said yes, and you're not like eager to coach the person, coach the things their mind is saying, coach the stuff they brought up, uh, you might want to check that, <laughs> right? So it's like, what if you thought that thought? This will be so fun to coach. It's very simple. And it's like, remember, like after a consult says yes, your mind might want to stream with all these other thoughts, thoughts that maybe you've even thought before. But you're going to look at them. You're going to remember step two, you're going to write them down on paper. You're going to be like, oh, those are thoughts. They're optional. I can also believe this. And then another thought that you can believe after a consult that says yes is, we have a call scheduled for <laughs> Thursday at two o'clock. So these are just really simple thoughts. And so the idea is, again, remember what the point of this whole podcast is? You're going to think fewer thoughts. They're going to be short thoughts. You're going to feel so much calmer because you're going to constantly be taking out all the chatter and just creating this like simple space in your mind for very intentional thoughts. And the calmer and simpler you get your mind, the actually the easier it will be for you to notice when you start thinking a lot in an area. And you might not catch it right away, but eventually you're going to be like, why do I feel so busy and tired and complicated? <laughs> and you'll remember, oh, I'm just thinking a lot of thoughts. So here's another area. I've got two more. After a consult that says no, or maybe, right? Everybody experiences this. There is no reason that you can't be like, this is for sure going to happen. I want to realize ahead of time, here's what I'm going to think on default, Here's what I also believe. This is where I'm going to keep my mind gently, even though my mind's going to invite me back to the other thoughts. You're going to have consults say no. Nothing has gone wrong. Okay, so here are some thoughts. You might have just a very honest thought. Now, notice, I don't know what happened. So there's not going to be necessarily one thought here. But sometimes a consult's going to say no, or you're going to say no is like, oh, this isn't a good fit. And you might want to think, huh, Something clearly happened here, and I'm looking forward to exploring it. Notice how that's kind of like observational, but maybe with a tilt of curious. Huh, something clearly happened here, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to exploring it. So it's like they said no, either from you or them, and there's just this thought that's like something clearly happened. I look forward to exploring it. Another thought you might think is, what a great call. It's so powerful to realize when someone isn't a good fit. You don't have to second guess it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to, right? Like you could just trust your gut. Now you might explore why, but I love that feeling when you know this isn't a good fit. You don't have to think a bunch of thoughts afterwards. You're just like, huh, great call. Now, why was it a great call? Because you realized the thought it's not a good fit. Another thought you might think is, that was interesting. I'm glad I saw blank and asked about it. So notice how it's not even about the answer. It's your mind just kind of appreciating yourself on that call, like pulling out something that it was like, oh yeah, that was good kind of thing, right? Another thought you might think is, she's amazing. <laughs> 
I know, right? That's the same thought from when someone says yes. But what if you were still able to think that thought no matter what someone's answer was to working with you? You just think. Now, honestly, it's only if you can believe it. They're amazing. Their business is amazing. Their mind is amazing. Because so often, you guys, what happens is, is you get off these calls and it's like you, you spiral into these negative spaces. But one of the things you're practicing doing is being the person in your future. And while that person feels disappointment and um, frustration and all those things, it's how they let it, like they don't let it consume them in the same way. And so this is like a space where it's like everything you experience in your business isn't just about learning how to think and then the skill. It's also you practicing being that future version of yourself and how she would handle it. And I want you to imagine that that future version of you, like she just can believe that every human she meets is amazing. She can still appreciate that they booked a call that they were interested in bringing you along with them on their business, even though it didn't turn out in the end, because that was the point of a call. Remember, when we think about the thought we think before a console, that's just like, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. And inside of a no, you're like, I saw how it went. <laughs> Check, <laughs> done. She was amazing. So notice all the thoughts you're not going to be thinking. Like all the default you might write down, your brain's not going to those because you're pointing it in very specific, mature, neutral places. Places that very easily transition you even somewhere else, right? When you're thinking someone's amazing and you're even appreciating that they booked a call, like your mind is like feeling kind of good because you're like, yeah, they did book a call. Like she is amazing, all those things, right? When your mind is thinking like, huh, something clearly happened here. <laughs> Look forward to exploring and seeing what it is. You're not trying to explore and figure it out, feeling defeated and, and frustrated. You're like, huh, like you kind of feel kind of eager and, and interested. Because here's another thought. Every consult is valuable to my growth towards who I'm becoming. Every consult is valuable to my growth towards who I'm becoming. And this is a thought that helps you to see every thought as valuable, or not every thought, every consult as valuable. It's this sense that it's like, because I had that consult, I will never be the same again. You build a sense of confidence. You build a sense of like familiarity, right? It's like when we ride a bike for the first time, when we do anything for the first time, there's a sense where you kind of go slower. You're kind of like, huh, how's that going to go? And then the more times you do it, just more natural you're more confident you're more like at ease it's the same thing with consults and it might be like oh that was my first time ever hearing that statement that was my first time ever answering it like that hmm I might do that a little differently next time but it's like a lot of people think oh that confidence has to be there ahead of time versus I'm building my own confidence every time I do this every consult is valuable and then the last space, because I hear a lot of coaches in this, every 100% of coaches are going to be in it when you sell one-on-one -on -one coaching, but not 100% of coaches have built a mature mind that will think like their future with these thoughts, right? You're going to, most people are just running the default list. They haven't written them down. They haven't separated themselves from them. 
Here are some thoughts you can think when there are no consults currently booked. Notice how I say that, still in neutral circumstance. There just aren't any consults currently booked. Here is what you could be thinking. It's, it's not actually a thought, it's a direction of your mind. And I'm also going to pair this with the tangible expectations of action that go with this because I don't want you to think I just am telling you to think. Here's what it is. When you don't have any consults currently booked, the focus of your mind can be in a dreamlike space around how your people might come to you. Now, when I say dreamlike space, it's kind of like a fuzzy like feeling inside of you. Your mind is just kind of like daydreaming. And you're just like picturing ways that people might book a call. And so maybe you're like imagining that you sent out an email. Notice right? this is all just in your mind. You're just imagining. You're like, huh, I sent that email out. And you're just like picturing someone at work who maybe this is their first email they got from you. Maybe you're imagining that it's their 1400th email they got from you. And you're just imagining them like, ah, I want to do this right now. I, she's right, right? Like you just imagine what she's thinking and maybe you imagine where she's at and maybe you imagine how she's feeling and you just picture her filling in her information, checking her calendar, being eager for that. Maybe even like someone tries to book in something and you, you like mentally create this um, like thing where she's like, nope, I'm busy. Got something going. Maybe you imagine her like preparing or thinking about like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to prepare something? I don't know, right? Like you're just, you're in that dream space following one person who booked a call from an email. Or maybe it's a social media post and you're just imagining how someone was scrolling on social media and maybe you're imagining them sitting at the doctor's office and they're just, they're just kind of scrolling through and they see your post maybe it's the picture maybe it's the first sentence and it's like it just gets their attention and you imagine that sense in them that maybe it's that relief when they're like oh she's right she gets me I want to I want to see what else how she can help me I think she can help me I want to do this and you imagine her maybe sitting in that uncomfortable chair at the doctor's office people and children and sick and all the things surrounding her But in that moment, she's making a decision for her future. She's opening up this space where she can explore with you. Is this a good fit? Can she help me? And she's entering in, right? Maybe she's emailing you. Maybe she's scheduling on your calendar. Maybe you imagine someone, some of you, you sometimes think like, oh, well, if I already posted it, like you don't have any thoughts about that. But a thought that I have about old posts is people see those in book calls, right? So it's like, maybe you're thinking about someone who comes across, they see something, maybe you imagine them coming across one of your comments in a Facebook group. And then they follow it to your personal page. And just in this imagination, your personal page is public, they can see it, right? And it's like, they scroll through. And there's this stuff that doesn't catch their attention. But then there's that one post, or that one video. And they watch it. And it's that video that that changes everything for them. Maybe it's a thought they never even realized they could think. And suddenly they're thinking it, right? I think about that with my client who coaches stepmoms. I just don't think any stepmom is walking around thinking like we can, like this, this situation could actually be really great. 
This is totally changeable. I could do this myself. I don't need them to change. But when they see your content, they suddenly are like, oh my gosh, this could be great. And they have that access to a belief they never had before. And you're just imagining it, right? You're in this dream state. Or maybe you're imagining somebody you currently coach or someone you did a free session with or someone you just had a conversation with and they were so impacted by the way you think and your passion and your love for how you help people that they are now talking about you to someone else. So you hear this like dreamlike state when you don't have consults booked. The default of a coach is to be like, what else do I need to do? Or they're thinking I'm not doing enough or they're thinking I need to add more ways but they aren't accessing this dream space. They're not letting their mind go to all these possibilities. And the reason this is important is one, right? Like it changes your body, but it's also part of this like being space. You are not, you're going to be more creative when you're coming from this space. You're going to be more able to focus on them, their perspective, what they want and why when you're accessing this dreamlike space. Because for the tangible part of this, right, when you don't have consults, I don't want you just dreaming. I want to encourage you like one time a week, put this in, right? This is part of how I teach clients to coach themselves, how to create results. You're going to put this as your focus. Like this is the result I'm creating. How am I creating it this week? And what I teach my clients is, is that you have a a base, you have your core pieces of your business that you've already decided. You're not adding more. You're like, okay, I show up on Instagram and I post. I use, like, I'm not just posting on Instagram, hoping people see. I'm using Instagram as a way to get in front of more people. I am actively leveraging Instagram. I'm gathering a mailing list of people. I'm emailing them. I'm hosting free trainings. And these are the places that I meet new people to bring them into my space. So if you aren't thinking in those very simple terms, sometimes it's just that you need to come back to the structure of your business and maybe make a spot more secure, right? More more simple for yourself, more specific. But those are going to be your core pieces. So one time a week, you're going to look at, here's the result I want to create. And you're going to make that plan. So that you're executing the plan and you can do dreamlike space while you execute the plan, right? The actual doing. And inside of the doing, it allows you then to focus on the person you're helping, not to accidentally write content to the people who don't want it, who don't have the money, who aren't going to ever hire you, but to think about your person from their perspective, what they want, why they don't have it, and write to them. And maybe, right, maybe you're reading a copywriting book and you're like pulling out some techniques and you're like trying some things there. But hear how simple that becomes when it's like you already know the core pieces of your business. That way, every time your brain's like, I'm not doing enough, you're like, nope, these pieces work. I'm building my audience. I'm nurturing my audience. This is exactly how it's done. Now what I'm doing is I'm learning how to get their attention and convert them, right? And this is where I focus. So it keeps it very simple. It's not just the dreamlike state, but it's paired with the strategy of how you already think about your business and the direction you give yourself in your business for what you do every week. Okay, that's today's episode, right? The idea is 
think fewer thoughts. Do less thinking. And it's not so you can do more stuff. It's so that you can have a calmer experience of your mind. It's so that when your mind starts to run and you can find these circumstances, you can then create a sense of calm and a sense of like, I don't know, it's like maturity. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I just like compliment myself. I'm like, that that's really mature, Elizabeth. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not mature. So when I am, I'm like, nice job. And you give yourself that experience of your own self. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.